This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me. I hope you've been enjoying this content that I have been sharing with you. I would love to know what's sticking with you, what you're thinking about, what is challenging you, what you disagree with, all of that good stuff. I'm here for all of it. So please do not be a stranger. Feel free to leave a review. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, I want to know all of your thoughts. So today we are talking about parallel lives in marriage. Now, some of you will hear the title of this and know exactly what I'm talking about because that may be your reality in your marriage right now. And so when I talk about parallel lives in marriage, I talk about it as this concept of separateness, but still living under the same roof. So what that means is that essentially you and your husband are operating as separate entities, but you still live in the same home. And a lot of times this looks like a situation where if you have children, that you basically are co-parents, that the types of conversations you have revolve around the children. They revolve around the logistics of what child needs to go where and who's watching whom when. Um, But it's basically the only point of contact you have with each other or the only commonality you have with each other is whatever has to deal with your children. So that's one example. The other is just the example of roommates, right? Like you guys live together. You may even sleep in the same room, but there's no like touching (laughs) when you sleep. Um, He's on his side of the bed. You're on your side of the bed and, you know, you wake up and you guys are pleasant with each other, right? This is not a roommate situation where you're in active conflict. It's just like a cool coexistence. There's no, you know, arguments or tension between the two of you, but there's no excitement or passion either. So you just go about doing your things. You keep your side of the room clean. You take care of your responsibilities in the household and he does the same. 
And then there are examples of parallel lives where, you know, you're just good friends. Like you are companions, like you spend time together, you, you know, may eat a meal together, you cook for each other or you cook for him and you guys are good friends. But the passion and the lover aspect of being married is not quite there. So you have these lives that intersect at certain points, but what you thought marriage would be like, the connection you expected to have with your spouse is not quite there. So these are all just a few examples, and I'm sure if I were to talk with you on the phone, you could give me some additional details if this is your exact reality right now. Um, And so I bring this up, I wanted to do this particular topic because, first of all, I want to just acknowledge that it's a thing, that it is an actual phenomenon that couples experience, and that it can be something that is short-term, and it can be something that is long-term, right? There's no cookie-cutter parallel life profile But it is something that many, many, many marriages experience at one point or another. And so I offer that to you to just acknowledge that if this is your circumstance right now, that you are not alone. You are not the first person to experience this. You are not the last person to experience this. And in some ways, maybe nothing has gone wrong. Maybe this moment in time in your marriage is a-okay. Now, I know you're listening and you're like, what? No. What are you talking about? Like, I'm not happy. I don't want it to be this way. I want it to be a different way. And what I would say to you is a couple of things. So first, I think it's really, really important that if you are feeling like you and your husband are living these parallel lives, that you uncover exactly why it's happening. So what I know in speaking to so many of you is that a lot of times we assign reasons for something happening in our marriage that may not be the real culprit. We make assumptions, we have interpretations, we have specific lenses that we see things through. And so our assessment, our evaluation, the conclusion we make about a particular circumstance in our marriage may or not be the real deal. It may not be the root cause, the underlying issue that is creating what we are experiencing. And so when it comes to operating in this parallel life with your husband, I want you to be able to distinguish the real reason. Is it you? Is it him? Or is it some external circumstance that right now maybe neither one of you feel like you have control over? And so if it's you, what that may look like is that, you know, maybe you have withdrawn yourself from him. Maybe you have been so disappointed and so let down by all the ways he's not showing up as the husband you want him to be. And so now you've just gotten into this place of 
apathy and indifference and maybe even complacency where it's sort of like you're not making much of an effort to reach out to him anymore and if he's there fine but if he's not fine and you have just decided to go on with your life as if he's like a non-issue and so I want you to just be aware of if that might be what is happening in this situation If it's him, perhaps he has withdrawn for other reasons that you may or may not even be aware of. And so I think a lot of times what happens for women is when the husband starts to withdraw, when the husband stops making an effort, we don't know why, right? We ask and we make suggestions and we try to control the situation and turn it around or we try to criticize what is happening and none of those tactics actually work to get to the real heart of what is going on and so it's really important to just observe like is it him has he really withdrawn from me is he really taking a step back and to you know utilize additional ways of finding out why that is not the ways you think you should go about it oftentimes those are the things that close him up but really from a place of vulnerability of expressing what it is you desire as opposed to what it is you don't desire and then If it's circumstances. So I think sometimes couples fall into living parallel lives when they have children. And I think this happens in many, many different stages of raising your family. It can be from when you have young children. I know for my husband and myself, when we first had our daughter, we were just a tag team, right? Like this baby is awake all the time. Somebody's got to sleep. Someone has to, you know, do life and take care of their bodily functions and their, you know, personal tasks. And so that would just mean tag teaming a lot where, I would have the baby and he would go do what he needed to do. And then he would have the baby and I would go do what I had to do. And there wasn't much time in between. That wasn't anything that was actually our fault or because we didn't want to spend time together. It was just the circumstances of our lives did not allow our schedules to intermingle as much as we wanted them to. And so I think depending upon what is the real issue in creating these parallel lives that will determine the right strategy for you so if i were coaching you you know i would offer you something very different if the reason you guys are living these parallel lives is because of you and your choices and your thinking and your behavior versus if it's an external circumstance that's just creating a barrier to you all connecting with each other so being really really clear about what the reason is is very important because that's going to dictate what is the appropriate way to address the issue now What I want to say, though, is even more important than getting into action and trying to, quote unquote, fix this, is deciding for yourself how you feel about it. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, you know, this coexistence may not mean something is going wrong. It may not mean that your marriage is doomed and that you're going to be unhappy together forever. And I offer this because a lot of times when 
our marriages are not going the way we imagined or the way we pictured or the way we've been socialized to think that they do, then we feel awful and we tell ourselves something horrible about our situations. And in doing that, we don't really investigate our own beliefs, our own feelings, our own desires. And so I always want to connect you to what is right for you, what feels good to you, what feels like an expectation that is truly your expectation versus what you think you should expect, what you think you should want, what you think you should have in a marriage. And so it's really important that you decide for yourself, how do you feel about it? Because I talk to many women who are actually okay with it, that there are other aspects of the marriage or other aspects about being united with their husband that work for them. And so not being as excited and giddy in love or as passionate as they once were is actually okay, that they've learned to accept it, they've learned to create contentment and fulfillment on their own so that this is not a glaring, blatant void in their life. And so the way that I want you to approach deciding how you feel about it is first to be aware of the pressures that society might place on you for how your marriage should be, right? So essentially, I don't want you to succumb to external pressures based on what you see on TV, based on what you read in a book, based on what you might think of other people's marriages based on what they post on social media. And so it's really important that you define for yourself what your marriage should be, what your marriage should look like. I remember even for myself, I was like, yeah, you know, marriage should be like mutual exchange. Like my life should feel full and complete because I'm married. And I remember talking to my own coach about that. And she was like, but what if that's not true? Like what, what is the purpose of marriage to you? And it really caused me to examine it. And what I personally came up with for myself was that the purpose of marriage is to really grow us, shape us, mold us to be more like Christ, to be more like the image of God. And so marriage is not all, you know, daisies and roses where I'm just head over heels happy with my husband, but it is an educational experience for me that is designed to, you know, stretch me to becoming the person that God created me to be. And so when I see marriage as that, then, you know, maybe moments and seasons of living these parallel lives is not such a crisis, right? It's something where I can just, you know, focus on what I'm supposed to be learning, what I'm supposed to be taking away, how I'm supposed to be growing from this phase in my marriage. So that is really, really important that you really be able to distinguish and identify what pressure you might be putting on yourself based on what you think society says about your marriage. The other thing that I want you to be super aware of when you're deciding how you feel about it is to really pay attention to the degree to which you are looking for your husband to make you happy, that you are looking for his actions, for his words, for his um, behaviors to give you the green light to be happy. 
Because the truth of the matter is you can be happy in any situation, any circumstance you decide to be happy in. And the way you do that is by managing your mind, managing the thoughts you have about it, managing the perspective you choose to adopt about the situation. And so it is never your husband's job to make you happy. That is not his responsibility. That is not even the promise of marriage. Your happiness is your own responsibility always. And so you get to decide if you are happy. You get to decide how you feel about it, irrespective of what he is doing. It's almost like you don't even need to look at his side of the equation. You just look at for yourself. Are you content? Are you showing up the way that you want to be? Are you creating moments of happiness and joy for yourself, no matter what he's doing? Because it's totally possible for you to do that. You can totally show up as an incredibly happy and vivacious and full of life and thriving individual, even if your husband is like a brick wall. And to be honest with you, that is the energy that might inspire him to bring back the life on his side of the table in your marriage. Just food for thought for you there. And then the third thing I want you to do when you are deciding how you feel about it is that you don't evaluate the entirety of your marriage based on this moment in time. And so over the course of any marriage, there are going to be seasons where you are just head over heels crazy in love with each other. There are going to be seasons where you don't like each other at all. And then there are going to be seasons where you're just coexisting. And so none of those represent the totality of your marriage. And that's okay, right? Like marriage is a journey. It is not a destination. And so if you understand that there will be times in your marriage where it doesn't feel as good, where it's not as comfortable, where it's not as thrilling as it once was, then you can also know that this moment is just a passing thing, right? Like this too shall pass if you hang in there, if you keep moving forward and see your marriage into better days. I think a lot of times we give up too quickly on marriage because it doesn't feel right, because we don't, we're not happy anymore. And we don't realize that in order to reach the next level of happiness, something's got to shift, change, move, be rearranged within ourselves so that we can get there. Okay? So it's really important that you decide for yourself how you feel about it. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is if you ultimately do decide that you don't like it, (laughs) that you're not happy, that the way you want to define your marriage is not um, what you're actually experiencing, then I want to suggest three really quick things to you. That if you don't like it, if you don't like living these parallel lives with your husband, that you decide to close the gaps that you decide to look at all the ways that you guys are avoiding each other or not connecting with each other or the things you let come between you 
and you make the decision to close the gaps. I want you to right now identify one point in your day where you are not connected that you could try to connect. That may be just sending a text message throughout the day and saying, hey, how's your day going? That may mean at the end of the evening when you reunite with each other, just having a check-in conversation. I actually have a free guide that gives you, like, I think it's called 31 Great Questions. And it's just quick, you know, quick little check-ins for, like, talking, right? A lot of times we may ask our spouse, hey, how was your day? And they're like, fine, right? And that's a start. But, you know, in this guide that I have that I will definitely link to in the show notes, you you get beyond the, hey, how was your day? You get to ask questions like, you know, what was the best part of your day? Or what's something you did today that you're really proud of? Or what was a hard part of your day? And so that is a very easy initial way of connecting with each other. But you want to be very conscious to how you can close up those gaps where you guys are actually disconnected. The second thing I want you to do is to really start with a clean slate and have your only goal to just be friends. I think a lot of times it's really hard when you're already married to someone to imagine relearning them, reestablishing a relationship with them. And we don't you know, do the things that we did when we were first getting to know each other. And so I think that that is something that you really want to consider because if you're living parallel lives, even though you're married, even though you live under the same roof, even though you have children together, you really are starting to learn each other again because this is a new version of your husband. This is a new version of yourself. And so you want to you know, keep it easy, breezy, light, just like you did when you were first getting to know each other, right? You didn't talk about all your issues or all the baggage you were carrying from other relationships when you were just getting to know each other. You just wanted to learn about each other. You just wanted to share, you know, very innocuous, you know, non-threatening details about yourself with each other. And so you want to start there as well when you are rebuilding connection after living in parallel lives. And then the third thing I want you to be extremely conscious of is just being welcoming. There is a welcoming vibe, a welcoming energy that we as women can give off And we can also give off a very closed energy. And so I want you to just always do an energy check. When he walks through the door, how are you? How are you, right? Like, what is your energy like? What is your affect like? What is your mood like? What is your attitude like? Is he walking into an environment where he feels welcomed, where he feels like someone is actually glad to see him walk through the door? right? Do you smile? Do you say hello? Do you turn to him and acknowledge that you actually see him and that his presence matters to you? Those are the things you want to begin doing if you are not happy with living these parallel lives. So I hope that this has been enlightening for you. I hope that you've, you know, heard something here that made you think a little bit differently than you have been thinking 
about this situation in your marriage. So as always, I'm so grateful that you tune in. And again, as I mentioned, if you do want to start rebuilding that connection, and if you do want to start um, generating meaningful conversation with each other, I will link to the show notes how you can access a, um, a free guide that just has some really great questions to begin to spark very light, easy conversation with your husband. So again, thanks so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week. Until then, have an amazing, amazing day. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now, I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.